there's a van outside if you can hear it. Welcome to episode um, seven, six, I forget, but welcome back. Apologies for missing out last week's. Um, I hope you understand why we decided to miss out last week's. It was important to not distract from current events, which of course is still going on at the moment. Um, it's a different episode than what I had planned on releasing. Um, I'm going to release that one either the end of this week or the beginning of next week. This one we discuss a lot more current events than the episode that I'd recorded previously because I was recorded weeks ago. So today we've got Maria from Jigsaw Youth, uh, lead singer and bassist. So let's go. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't know whether they have it over there, but there's um, there's a kind of wallpaper, it's called wood chip over here, which is like two very thin layers of paper, and in between those two layers, there's little pieces of wood, like, oh, so it cool. kind of creates like a, a texture. I feel now, like here they have like, like, like regular wallpaper, and then they have this weird plastic wallpaper, it's yeah. just like, it's feels horrible <laughs> like well this this wallpaper is super cheap and they use it in um, like low-income housing um nice. so but it's a nightmare to to get off when you <laughs> don't want it on so i've just spent two days trying to get it off my kitchen ceiling um, does it look bad i have to look this up <laughs> yeah it's not it's literally if you go into any what's considered a, oh, a low-income low-income house they, we call that uh, like popcorn. That. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, At least me and my friends do. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not it's not the nicest stuff in the world, um, and it's kind of I think it was it mostly it was mostly popular in the in the in the seventies. Yeah, so, like bumping into it, I have so many scratches from it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so the idea is that I'm gonna it's on my ceiling and. Um, and I don't want it there, so I've spent the last two days trying to do it, and I've only done half of the ceiling. So it's that's oh, not bad. You're closer than you were before, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And it'll be hopefully be good to um, to get to get um, Jigsaw Youth's name out a little bit more to people over here. I mean, I don't I appreciate know. Appreciate that so much. <laughs> I don't know what what the kind of audience is for Jigsaw Youth over here. I think we have like when I look at our Spotify. There's only like, I think six people in the UK that listen to us, which is really cool to me. I use the Amazon music, so. Oh, okay. So I won't be on there, so you can probably, you can notch that up to seven, because I'm using a different format. <laughs> it's like we're famous. So, I mean, I mean it's, <laughs> I understand that, because, you know, with me and my t-shirt designs, like, when I see somebody wearing something that's in America, it, it's baffling, it kind of, it's like, really? Somebody over there likes what I do? Yeah, kind of yeah. Someone asked us to, they were from Germany, and for like two years they were trying to order a t-shirt, but it's like $40 just to ship it. 
It's like yep. twice the price of the shirt. Yep. So now that we got the website done, it's like, it's just so much better now. Now that the one person in Germany that listens to us can have our shirt. <laughs> <laughs> does it still, does it still come from, from the US? Um, I'm honestly not too sure because uh, before we did like, like regular Hanes, I think, and then we went through a screen printing company, mm -hmm. but now the website does it for you. So it's oh, like, right. we don't okay, have yeah. to buy in bulk anymore. We can yes. just like, if you order it, they just make it and send it out. It's so convenient. <laughs> it's the shipping that, you know, it's looking whether I can yeah. afford to get it shipped. And then sometimes when, because of the cost of the shipping, when it comes over here, they're like, they, it's like, wow, um, you must really like us. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> but they, they also give you a customs charge. Yeah, I never understood that. Like, because I've moved around my whole life, at, like, especially because I'm Canadian and I, like, have been in and out of the U.S., like, tra like moving back and forth between yeah, yeah. Canada and the U.S. And I never understood when they were, like, like the customs taxes or whatever. I always put zero because, like, obviously, obviously I'm going to buy stuff, but I don't know what you, like, what is that money for? I don't know. It's yeah. See, when when it comes over here, they they put a, a note through your door saying you have a customs charge. Please contact the post office. So you contact them, and they charge you twelve. The last time I had one, they charged me twelve pounds, um, which is oh about fifteen sixteen dollars. That's so stupid. Yeah, a little oh bit. Oh my god. There's, bit. I think especially living in New York, there's so much stuff that I have to spend money on where like, like I'm angry every day because like every morning I have to buy a Metro card and like every time I put money on my card, I just get so angry because yeah. I'm like, why, why am I spending all this money? Like I didn't even choose to be alive and I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do get to that point where it's like, what, what am I doing? Why am I spending all this money? But then the joy of been working at home these last few months. I've had all this extra money. Oh no, I'm I'm a shopaholic. That's what I see. I, I've since March, I've bought ten albums, ten vinyls. Oh no! <laughs> bought a record player because um, I've never had a, a a good record player, so I bought myself a, a good oh, record nice. player. Yeah, I need to get a new record player. Mine is broken. My parents tried to be nice and bring me some that they had, but they were from the nineties and well used. So they were a bit, they, they, they brought them and basically just left their, their garbage at my house because then when I put it in, it wasn't working. So I had to get rid of it. So. Uh -huh. yeah, how, do you have a lot of cool vinyls? <laughs> so I've got quite a selection because I've got ones that I bought when I was a teenager. So I've got a lot of kind of the early like no effects stuff and things nice. like that. Um, I sold a lot of it because I had, um, uh, an ex that I was with who I thought I'd be with for the rest of my life as you do um, she needed to declare herself bankrupt and in the UK I don't know if it's the same over there you have to pay to declare yourself bankrupt what which seems stupid <laughs> to me yeah so we had to raise some money and I sold um, sold a lot of my vinyls I had this is a call by the Foo Fighters on 12 inch glow in the dark vinyl <laughs> Oh, um, cool. from when that first came out and I sold loads of very early kind of Green Day EPs and things from when they were still on Lookout Records and things like that um, so yeah it's kind of sad that I lost some of them so but I've got got some decent ones I think um, I've got uh, Nirvana live at um, Reading oh nice uh, it's a double album uh, I've got In Utero on clear vinyl you know um, I'm going to try and not think about 
what <laughs> Novoselic's been saying recently and just appreciate Nirvana. For, what was he saying? He was championing the way Trump dealt with uh, when he had he did one of his speeches. And Are Chris you Novoselic, serious? Yeah. Chris Novoselic is cancelled. <laughs> I can tell you what he said, exactly. Um, <laughs> I'll just have a little quick Google. That is ridiculous. Yeah, I saw somebody comment and say this is the after effect of having a bass guitar land on your head in the 90s at the um, MTV <laughs> Like, no, no pun intended, but this is literally like a black and white situation. Like, you, like if you either have common sense or you don't. Yeah, I agree. With everything I, that's going on. So it, it just, like, blows, especially because I work in retail. I work in a grocery store, yeah. and it, like, blows my mind. The ignorance of people. I'm. I am just like, like. Are you not like self-aware that you take up space and that you're a whole person, mm. and then the way that you say things kind of affects the vibe. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, I've I've worked in plenty of retail situations. Um, so hang on a minute. I've just realised I've not introduced you. Um, so <laughs> so I'm joined by Maria of Jigsaw Youth band um if you haven't heard of jigsaw youth hopefully after this episode you will go and listen i i'm a little scared like when i when we do promotions and stuff it's it's kind of weird for us because like the first ep was all songs that we wrote when we were 16 so it's all like beat bop punk songs yeah, <laughs> yeah. like you know and then the second one is more like it's more of a transition but it's still like so like songwriting and now like you know we're we're older now and like we've been through more shit individually and also together as a group mm. so it's it's like it, we're just so much heavier now and like i feel like i'm always listening to like slipknot and deftones and i'm like i want to be like this <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean there's, there's there is um there's there's plenty of great bands like that um uh we'll we'll go back to that let me just tell you what chris novoselic said oh yeah unless yeah. unless you uh unless you want to preserve the memory of uh of nirvana as it was no i i i'm i'm pretty like i don't know how to explain it because it's not necessarily spiritual it's just more like who you are at a certain time is what it is for that time yeah, yeah so i he, never like assume people are the same anytime he, after yeah he um praised Donald Trump for the law and order speech that he gave on the 1st of June. Oh my God. Um, and he said, Chris Novoselic said, wow, I know many of you can't stand him. However, Trump knocked it out of the park with this speech. Um, and then he put, I agree the president should not be sending troops into states and he legally might not be able to anyway. Nevertheless, the tone in the speech was strong and direct. Um, so yeah, loads of people are just like, what the fuck? Oh my God. So yeah. I feel like of all people, he would know that presidents are just puppets and that's not actually Trump's speech. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a strange one, especially when, you know, it's like when was the last time you heard his name pop up in, in I think mainstream think The media? last time I saw him was the Montage of Heck documentary and he oh, had yeah, that yeah. weird, like, goatee ponytail or, or or it was something, I don't know, he just looked really weird and I was like, well. Yes, yeah, it's like you've not been having a good time. Um, so yeah, so unfortunately that's uh, that's that's what Chris Novoselic's been doing the last um, the last week. Um, so yeah. That's but, okay, Nirvana was Kurt anyways. Yeah, yeah, I guess, I guess. So, um, but yeah, back to like 
Slipknot and things like that. You've got bands like, do you listen to bands like um, uh, Petrol Girls? No, I've I've been on like a Queens of the Stone Age binge lately. Okay, yeah. I love them so much. The first album, they're self-titled. Oh my God, it's so good. It's like, it's like slightly experimental just because you can tell that they're just like fucking around and like having fun, but it's like so musically deep. I'm like, how did they come up with that? I need to write something like that. <laughs> So, but um, which one's that? What's the cover of that one? What's it? Like? Uh, it's like the girl, and she's like she. It's like her underwear. Like it's just a girl. Yes, um, yeah, yeah. It's got like a very um, like seventies kind of yeah vibe to it. It's so good. I think anything up until up until the one with the vampire on it. Let me let me look that up. Uh, up until that album, I I listened to all their songs, and then anything mm. after that, I feel like is just sort of like radio rock there's a little bit have you got a cat in the background there i do uh yeah. little, so i have a young very very young it sounds like a yeah very young... she's like a month old wow. uh i have an older cat and they're they're they've met and they're playing a little bit but he, i don't think he quite knows like how strong he is so right. he just like overpowers her and <laughs> <laughs> i have to put her in the room for a little bit just so she doesn't get eaten. I've recently adopted a second cat that I found was actually living out just oh, outside my house. Nice. Um, it was always around the area and it would get into people's bins and eat food out of that. But then somebody Aww. adopted him, but then they got a dog and he wasn't a fan of the dog. So then he moved back. <laughs> and I've got like a, a little brick cupboard outside the back of it. Uh, out the front of my house and he'd been living in there for for weeks and i suddenly realized and when he was sitting on my on my window ledge looking in every single day and i just thought do you want to come in and uh and now he's and now he's a part of the family so ah yeah that's like my my older cat um my boyfriend and i both we still work for the same company just at different stores now but we worked at the same store and right across the street there's like it's literally, it's like, it's like a, um, what's that called? Like when it, you put all the cars there, but they're not you, like a junkyard. It was, a, it was like a junkyard yeah. and there's just like a society of cats that live there. But wow. One day there was like a, a rainstorm, like really, really bad. There was flooding and everything. And he found, my boyfriend found our cat and he was so small. He was like the size of my hand. Now he's gigantic, but he was so <laughs> small. And the only, since we were at work, the only box that we had was like a cabbage box. So his name is Cabbage. <laughs> That's really good. That's really good. Well, we've, I've, I've got two black cats. One's called Vader. Oh, nice. Um, because when I got, when he was a kitten, he was completely black. And then this new one, we've decided to call Mr. Midnight. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, and I just call him Mr. But yeah, you know, sometimes that's how they come to to be a part of your life they just happen to be there at the right that's what that's what i believe like i think i think cats i'm just i think cats come to you but i'm also into those conspiracies like the like the conspiracies where like you know like the egyptians used to worship cats and stuff like i think there's something about them that just intrigues me because i i love them so much so yeah i'd probably have more if i could (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) right now i live in an apartment but once i get a house it's over I'm going to be the crazy cat lady. <laughs> so we should probably uh, discuss the band. Um, yes. <laughs> so the name is from uh, Bikini Kill. Yeah, yes. So 
we won't go into that because you probably ask that every time you speak to anyone. <laughs> yeah. So how did the band start? Has it been the same three no. in it or have you, was there more than three, um, you know, ever? Did it, how did it go? Um, well, when I was like 16, when me and Stash, uh, the guitarist, when we were like 16, we met on Tumblr um, and our blogs were like completely anonymous. Like she had a band blog and I had a beach blog. I like bands and she likes beaches. So we <laughs> followed each other and her bio, it was completely anonymous though. Like no pictures, no mm. age, gender, none of that. Um, and her bio was like an Anthony Kiedis quote. Like if I played the bass in your face, would you jack off? So I messaged the the uh, blog and I was like, hey, like, I really like your bio because I play bass. And she was like, oh, cool. I play guitar. And then we just started talking. And then like two weeks later, I was like, all right, like, are you a boy or a girl? I was kind of hoping she would be a boy because then I'd be like, nice. But, <laughs> but she was like, I'm a girl. And I was like, cool. Like, how old are you? Where are you from? She's like, I'm 16. I'm from New York. I was like, I'm 16. I'm from New York. And then we started FaceTiming and we were like, yo, let's just meet up and start a band. And it's been me and her ever since. Um, and then we had two other drummers. Didn't really work out with them. But then Alex joined two, no, three years ago now. Nice. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, how long, how long has the band been together? So, uh, Well, me and Stash have been together for five years now in March. So is the current drummer what you say name was alex yes yeah was that a, a unit prior to the albums being released or is did you had you already had an album out no or? we while we were recording the first ep we didn't have a drummer um so we couldn't play shows we were just like okay let's just record and try to get this out there yeah so we had this uh one of nastasha's friends this guy tom uh thomas aquino played drums on the first half and then during the recording process we met Alex and then we were like hey do you want to just play for the second half of the EP so I think there's 11 songs on there so the first four or five is Tom and then the last the rest of it is Alex playing drums nice we know how many bands have uh, have had that and I'm sure <laughs> like it was black flag <laughs> yeah I'm well yeah I'm sure it was um I'm sure it was quite quite an experience for Alex to be to be to be kind of like, hey, you're in the band. Oh, by the way, she, we're recording. she really <laughs> didn't mind at all. Like she was the one that was like, okay, because we we really needed a drummer, but we wanted to stick with the all girl vibe mm. because it it does feel like a sisterhood. Like when I when we play shows, most of the time we're the only girls playing. Yeah. So it felt really nice. Like whenever we're backstage or we're waiting to play or whatever, it's it's nice that the three of us can like support each other in like the sisterly way. Mm. Um, but we were like, all right, if we need to get a guy drummer, I guess we'll have to. And then, <laughs> um, and then she was in marching band with Nastasha in college. So they met through there and she played percussions. So she played drums. And I think the story was like, they were, they were in, in marching band practice or something and they were on the bleachers and Nastasha just goes like, Hey, do you play drums? And Alex is like, yeah. She goes, do you want to be in my band? And Alex is just like, yeah. <laughs> and Nastasha's like, all right, we're having practice at your house on Friday. <laughs> and Alex is like, okay. <laughs> and it's kind right of been then. that way ever since, yeah. That's good. That's good. Do you find 
that because you are like you say a sisterhood that it's it's easier to walk into these these venues where you get that I mean that vibe when you walk into places that you know I've heard from other other bands that promoters and and people organizing the shows don't some always take an all-girl band seriously yeah no we've we've definitely had our fair share of um people doubting us like they and they'll say it to our faces but I mean, we know what we have to offer, so I don't care. Like, I, like anytime anyone says anything to us, it like it's almost like telepathically we like look at each other and we're like, "You just fucking wait." <laughs> <laughs> Which I hope doesn't sound conceited, but like we Not wouldn't be making music that we didn't enjoy playing. So mm, definitely, I mean, all you gotta do is they're like generally a song that you would open with, just like a powerful punch of a song. Yeah, especially now since we're a lot heavier and a lot faster and it's very like like distillersy mm-hmm. now so i think immediately like i've seen i've seen people just completely change their demeanor as we're playing and it's it's an awesome feeling to be able to like convince someone just from playing an instrument yeah. but it also sucks that I had to convince them in the first place. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can imagine if you just walked into a room and just started with Stillborn Black that everyone would just be like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. we do open with that song. Yeah, because that song, from the, the moment that it that it starts, it just never never stops until it stops. Nice, thank you. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a little funny because, like, I guess it's expected for guys to look at us that way, but but it surprises us the most when we get that treatment from other girls too especially other female musicians Mm. like we have played shows where you know they're talking to us the whole time and they're like you know we're having a great time and then we play and then we get off the stage and like they just stop talking to us and i'm like what happened (laughs) (laughs) i thought we were like being sisters right now dear oh dear oh god that's yeah it's just female competition it's, i mean it's a brainwash thing i'm i'm even susceptible to it sometimes and I, I don't mean to i'm just like aware of it <laughs> yeah but you know I, I can imagine there's there's that with with guys i mean i've not necessarily obviously with music because i don't play music but i've definitely had the experience where i've done certain things and then somebody that would have been speaking to you is suddenly not speaking to you and you're like what have i done i've just well, I've, I've only done this thing. It's not as if I've changed as a person. I've just... I think it also has to do with, like, I, I'm so different when I'm on stage. Like, because I, I do harbor a lot of anger in me. And, like, you know, I, I'm, like, clinically diagnosed bipolar. So I have I have a lot of, like, shenanigans that go on in my head. Right, yeah. um, but I, I, I control it for my everyday life purposes. And then once I'm on stage, it's, like this alter ego where I can be my like darkest self. And I think a lot of times people will see that and then they'll see like my crazy eyes (laughs) and they're like, Oh shit. (laughs) She's crazy. (laughs) But then like when you, when you speak to um, the band um, pairs, the lead singer, Zach, you know, I don't know if you know, you have you heard pairs. They're like a hardcore punk band, so very fast, very shouty. But off stage, Zach is just like, he's really quietly spoken and, you know, just a really nice guy. But when you see them on stage, he he himself has, as you say, the crazy eyes. So, you know. Yeah, I I mostly just get like, it's, it's nothing against anyone. It's just like, I'm such an anxious person as it is. And like... Uh, sometimes I feel very like robotic where like 
you know, like I've had to learn how to react to things or what the right things to say mm. is and stuff like that. So then sometimes people will come up to me and they're like expecting a whole conversation from me and I'm like malfunctioning in my brain and I don't know what to say. That is the thing though. People just expect you to be on all the time if you're a show. Yeah. You know, and it's perfectly okay to be like, look, I've, I've just, did you not just see yeah. what I did? <laughs> um, you know, I need, yeah. I need some time because I can imagine it takes it out of you uh, mentally as well as physically. Yeah. When, when you, I, most of the time it's like, it's like a, an exorcism almost like even uh i i'm part of this other project called gremlins okay and it's like it's like an improv type thing it's a jam band basically and there's like anywhere between like three to 15 of us in like one tiny room the size of a closet and it's recorded with like just a few mics around the room and we're we're just playing for like hours and hours and hours and like you know so that and then with jigsaw like i've i've had moments where like it i just release so much out of me that i I start shaking like i've gotten off of stage off of the stage and i'm like i i'm like no one talk to me right now because i have to have so much adrenaline right now and i'm shaking so hard and it feels amazing it's like this euphoria that i just want to enjoy hmm. it's a shame that everything's everything's been cancelled um for this year because oh my you know, god i know because <laughs> i can imagine as well it's not doing those shows is a build-up of not being able to release it on stage yeah so you know because it's not it's not just like the music part of it but it's just like like the emotional side of me like when I think about it and I'm like I haven't screamed in like four months (laughs) like that is so bad for my mental health yeah Yeah, I've got I've got so much planned this year that's been cancelled so it sucks but I noticed on your Instagram that before, obviously, the, the the situations and everything that's been going on in the last week or so, um, <laughs> that you were you were doing some um, community things for the COVID. You were doing yeah. Um, so I I work at Trader Joe's. Uh, I I know they they don't have it over no, there. No, I know, I know the name. Though. It's yeah. It's owned by Aldi. Um, oh yeah, yeah. and. We, every day we, like, at least four times a day, uh, a truck will come from this organization called City Harvest, and they just come pick up, like, anything that we can't sell, but that is still good enough to eat, we just donate it. So I set up a table outside, and I was trying to do a food drive, and it didn't, I mean, I work in, like, a really rich neighborhood, and, like, people that usually do live there weren't there at all. And then the people that did come in are just like really privileged people. So, you know, they would just look over at the table and kind of like laugh. Mm, yeah, <laughs> I but I mean, at least um, the, the, the van's coming to pick it up. I know over here um, for a long time, you, they weren't, you weren't allowed to do it. There, were, there was like a law that was saying you couldn't give away, the stores couldn't give away food that was, that was past its sell-by oh, date. Really? Um, I think it's changed now. Oh, well, the, the sell-by um oh no if it's like best used by and if it's past that date then we have to spoil it but if it's like sell by then there's like a two-week period where you can still Mm. sort of donate it um and then anything that's like before the date is most is mostly just like 
damage packaging or like yeah yeah i i've always like wanted to get involved i just never knew where or how to start um so that was sort of like the first thing i ever planned i'm sure next time i think what we're gonna start doing is like because before we used to do themes for shows where like you know we'd be like oh like theme for this show is prom come dress as if you're going to prom or like you know theme is hawaii come dress as if you're in hawaii right. like you know all this stuff um but now i think once shows pick back up i would like to do like a themed um like charity yeah, yeah. so it's like yeah, yeah. if you're if you're coming to the show and you're here to see us like bring a can of beans or something and i'll donate it at my job um yeah so i would like to start doing that. yeah there's um there's a couple in san diego uh the the they run a thing called Punks for Change and they do, they, they were setting up shows and they were setting up and this, the show would have, say, six, seven bands playing and they would say, right, this show we're going to be collecting for uh, an animal shelter. So the, the ticket price is $20. If you bring something to donate, you get your ticket for 15 um, nice. so yeah. it was like encouraging people and there's there's been a, they've done things like tampon drops and sanitary products and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff so yeah i definitely want to start doing that more i also know like venues probably won't be open for the next year a lot of venues closed down permanently mm. which sucks um so when my lease is up i'm trying to get a house uh, with like a basement and everything maybe I could start putting together house shows you know I'll charge a little bit like I could charge at the door or bring a donation yeah, yeah. and like I just have like a house show venue yeah see we don't they don't really happen that house shows don't really happen over here and oh, the yeah. idea of it I, I love the idea of it it's so fun it's like a lawless land <laughs> of drunk teenagers <laughs> or college students so um, I also noticed that you did the, I'm looking at your Instagram right now. So you were at one of the protests. Yeah, I've been to three so far. What are they like? Um, I mean, the ones we've the had here, other than the one in Bristol and London, have been <laughs> legendary. Yeah, the rest have been fairly really peaceful. But the, I, think, I think Bristol <laughs> wins for all of that. The the whole dragging the, the statue down and dumping it in the harbour yeah so but apparently now the the mayor of london is looking at all of the statues that in in london um that are connected with like slave trade and things and whether they're gonna just pull them all down it's gonna be like almost every statue pretty much pretty much <laughs> even here and yeah people are kicking off and it's like you know it's just a statue you know it's not why are you getting so angry about them pulling it down? I guess it's just more for like pe when people look at it, they're not like, oh well, if he's a, if he was a, a slave trader, then I guess it's okay if I hate black people. <laughs> oh, no, just don't even like. So, what the ones that you've been to? Have they been? Were you? Were they all peaceful? They've been really good. Yeah. Um, I don't. I I feel like I have this like really crazy luck of like nothing bad happening to me ever <laughs> so so when i do go like even i did i was in the front uh sometimes like the first one that i went to i was in the front you know like it's just it, it's like weird because i would see them target other people it hap it just happens so quick so when we're on social media and we're looking at pictures and stuff it's like that is the moment that was captured mm -hmm. so it's like 
it's like an overflow of emotions because you're looking at it you're like studying it you're like oh my god what are they feeling but like you know and then when when you're actually there it just happens so quick that like I guess it's just me and like my really slow like pothead brain, but <laughs> it it like just happens too quick for me to process it. So I did I did like see some stuff go down, but it not not nearly as bad as I think it's just like nighttime. Like nighttime is when the gremlins come out, mm. and that's when the real shit happens. Because I was I was all three that I went to was during the day, and all. The, the last two I went to were really peaceful and really, really beautiful and moving. And like, I felt really inspired after being there. The first one was more like, like there was tension, but we ended up being able to like outlast the cops. And then, and then everyone went to the second location in Brooklyn, which is the one where they started flipping over the cop cars and right. setting it on fire. Okay. <laughs> so I like dodged a bullet with that one. Yeah. See, I wonder whether the first one that you went to was... Like the anger was higher than the not rational thinking, but the thought of being like, well, if we do this and put enough pressure on, we can make a change as opposed to initially it was just this fury of, of everything that had gone yeah. down. So as they've gone on, this seems to have been slightly less. Yeah, it definitely has been an awakening. And I hope not just for the US, but I hope for the, like, the rest of the world too, because like this is like the surface of it. Mm. And it has affected a group of people so deeply but in like retrospect there's like it's just like everyone's been oppressed and everything is fucked up and so right now it's about black lives because they're the ones that are the most directly affected yep. but it's just gonna like unravel into like all these other changes for all these other groups of people like i i am so excited for someone to say like what about native americans and then i'm gonna be like yeah what about native americans <laughs> like they deserve so much yeah. but right now we're right now we're on black lives so i'm gonna focus on that because i don't want to like i don't want to be those people that steer away the attention to like other things when there's one very important thing happening right now oh yeah i mean i'm getting on a bit so um i've i've lived through not personally been to them but i've lived through like the events of where there's been riots and, and, and protesting. I was around when um, Rodney King, uh, when all that happened, mm. you know, I'm old enough to remember that yeah. and and, our, and the fallout that happened after that and all the other things and lived through them, like I say, not personally, just through the eyes of watching them on the news, but this feels different. It definitely is because we now have the internet. Like mm. you, people, like if you look up the protests, on Google and you read the news, it's all just like biased, one-sided propaganda. Meanwhile, like if you go on the Black Lives Matter hashtag or any other hashtag about what's happening, you're getting real videos by real mm. people. And it even got to the point where they were trying to censor it. So it just like, it just like became way more obvious. Yeah. Like the manipulation tactics of our yeah, government. That, I think that's, that's it. And also these things that have been happening, you just think, do the police not realise that, that they're being filmed? You know, they're, they're pushing an old man over in front of a camera and he's... No, they do. Know. They just think that, you know, it'll get erased because that's what the government does. Like, they just erase shit. Mm. I think apparently right now, which it's not in major news, so no one really knows about it, but I think right now Hillary Clinton is going on trial for having over, like, I think like 500,000 emails about, like, sex tra like child sex trafficking and stuff like that meanwhile like it's not talked about 
at um, all because everyone's focused on this right now. So it's like you you really don't know unless it's circulating amongst like people that are at our level. You know. I I'm excited though. Like even though it all kind of sucks, I'm just like like I am so excited for all of this to like on un like unravel and stuff because I'm definitely one of like a conspiracy theorist against the government like I've always believed in aliens I've always believed like I wouldn't go as far as to say like the royal family are reptiles <laughs> but <laughs> I'm gonna keep an open mind to it <laughs> yeah I'm sure there's lots of people that wouldn't uh, disagree with you on that um <laughs> there is this uh I was gonna say conspiracy theory but that's not right um there is this misconception I think in America that that the the royal family is a lot more um beloved over here than it actually is i think it's more like because for us like we I, I like i remember like when i was really little i used to love like princesses and like queens and kings and stuff like that so there's like a fairy tale that comes with it but i'm sure when you actually live in the country you're like there's no fairy tale no. so yeah it's been it's been a weird it's been a weird time um i've got on my Facebook, I've got a big number of very kind of aware people that, that will call out this stuff. And then I've also got yeah. people that are not quite so. And, and so they're really angry about people saying Black Lives Matter and all that kind of stuff. I mean, in terms of like like feeling pr like pride or whatever, I think people will do anything to have a sense of identity. Um, Cause even here, like everyone's like America, <laughs> and I'm like, what is America though? Like, what is the identity of being an American? You know, like that you have Guns. all these racist people that yeah, that's, that's what it really. seems like over here. Like the the identity of Guns America is, is guns. Guns <laughs> first and foremost is guns. <laughs> like people started freaking out when, like, right before the lockdown, there were like two weeks where people were just like going absolutely nuts at grocery stores like yep. they were like we yep. it's the apocalypse we need money to live li like we need food to live the rest of our lives uh, so you know i had to deal with a lot oh, God, uh, yeah. during that time but so but so many people were buying so much meat which goes bad in like a week mm -hmm. like you know like uh, the grocery stores are still going to be open like you don't have to buy like so much like this giant cart full of meat that now because of it's like a like the supply and demand system it's like all these farms thought that people would continue buying more meat but now there's all these animals that can't be slaughtered because the meat isn't getting sold so they're just being put to sleep like they're just being gassed and like like i think one farm somewhere in like like a little south from new york um it like Killed like 22 million chickens. Wow. That's America. That's America. Like killing, just killing things that aren't convenient to you. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, and then obviously you had the toilet paper thing, which seemed to be all around the world. People just for some reason going nuts <laughs> and buying all the toilet paper. I think it's because one of the COVID symptoms was diarrhea. Right. So I guess everyone thought that they would just have like this insane explosive <laughs> diarrhea. Yeah. I need something to stop it. <laughs> yeah we had it quite a bit yeah no these people are set for life yeah did you see that that post it was like white people complaining about looting when you were just punching someone at costco for yes. toilet paper i saw that i saw that <laughs>
Yeah, it's like going back to that statue that they put put in the harbour. Um, there was a celebrity over here in the 60s, 70s, 80s. And he did a lot of charity work, raised a lot, a lot of money for charity work. But then when after he died, it found out that he was an absolutely massive paedophile, like on extraordinary levels, paedophile. It was insane, the amount of stuff that they found out about him. So there was people complaining about this guy's statue that got dumped in the, in the harbour, um, the slave trader. Why do people care so much? The the tweet that somebody said is, you know, it's it's more about his philanth I can't say the word philanthropy, <laughs> not his involvement in the slave trade. So then someone replied, "Is it all right if I build the statue of this celebrity in your front yard for his charity work, though? You know, not not for his paedophilia." And it's just it's that kind of <laughs> hypocritical yeah. nature. Of, yeah, that's of the same thing. Like, like you know, sometimes I like with the whole Michael Jackson thing and whatever, mm-hmm. like people will be like, well, what about like John Lennon? What about Led Zeppelin? What about like David Bowie? Like David Bowie apparently was like sleeping with 14 year old girls. And I'm like, I, I don't know. This is why I only listen to local bands now because like, I like, I really like believe that they condition people to have the mindset that we have now, which is just like this overly, like not necessarily sexual, but it's just like, it's very like corrupted. Like everyone is corrupted because, you know, like I I love Led Zeppelin. I've I've cried to them. Like I'm always like I want to write something as beautiful as this. But then when I really think about it, I'm like this is like the definition of temptation. You know, where it's like I'm just going to make this really pretty so that you end up doing all the shitty things that they're doing because since they're doing it, you're you're going to think it's okay to do. Mm, yeah, and the, the there's the whole culture of forgiving people that are so you know these 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 legendary kind of musical artists and film stars and things it seems that if they do something bad they can just lay low for a couple of years and then return and it seems like everything's been forgiven i've actually got in my record collection i've actually got a michael jackson album that i bought in the 90s i don't listen to it anymore but i've still got it and i was so into michael jackson because i got bad and the covers the covers obviously it's got him in his in his black outfit and it says michael jackson down the side yeah on the back it says michael jackson again and when i was a kid i got a, uh, like a, a marker pen and i wrote my own name above his in the same way <laughs> so when you look now it's got like paul smith and then be like michael jackson it's like, yeah i used to do that with um the paintings that my parents had around the house which were like extremely expensive paintings like they were all originals and i would just go around pretending that i was the painter and i was like this famous painter <laughs> and i'd like would sign it like on the bottom corner and like i think you could still see my like seven-year-old cynic like signature <laughs> <laughs> on like this extremely expensive painting did you ever get caught <laughs> uh yeah but i think they just thought it was funny because i because i before i ever got into music i've always like been into art um so i think they just sort of saw it as a cute like oh like she wants to be a painter like she's like playing pretend painter <laughs> that's something at least um okay going back to the band so you released was it a single you released um beginning of this year or was it yeah. at the end of last year um april 2019 been was a while it? since we released something else yeah okay 
So yeah. I, for some reason, I thought it was quite recently. I mean, I know that at the minute, days just kind of mould into one another. But yeah, yeah, I thought it was a lot. So, so what's so what's well, next? Have you written new music that you're hoping to record? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, right now, we're well. We were in the middle of recording an EP. We got most of it done except guitar and vocals, and then COVID happened. Our uh, producer, his wife, I think, is uh, she works in healthcare. And then he records in his parents' house, who are older. So he was like, "Yeah, like I don't really want to risk my parents yeah, getting yeah. sick." So we we had to like just stop for a little bit. Um, but now we're getting to a point where we're itching. So I think instead of we're gonna get back to that EP because it's like a it's a you know like a real recorded EP in a nice studio and mm. everything. It was such a great experience. Um, but I think for right now we're gonna record like a two song demo of like our newest songs uh so we're really excited for people to listen nice. to those um make all the profits go to black lives matter Excellent. um yeah, yeah that's... just also just to release something because yeah. like damn <laughs> yeah i saw you you're also selling um black lives matter t-shirts indeed i i yeah i made the design because i wanted it to be like a jigsaw shirt but i didn't want to put jigsaw youth yep. because I felt like that would be very like egotistical. Um, so I just put like the swirl um, and then the Black Lives Matter in the same yeah, font yeah. as uh, Jigsaw Youth. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm looking at it now. Um, so if anyone's listening and they want to go and buy one, um, what's your website? Um, if you go on our Instagram, uh, we have a, a link tree link. Yes. Uh, in our bio and you can just that's where everything is we finally made a little website <laughs> so anything you need is on there Excellent. and your instagram is jigsaw youth band um, yes it is so yeah so make sure you go and check it out so do you do did you do you did the artwork for this do you did you do the artwork for the have you done all of your artwork for the band no uh i did the artwork for the first ep um the picture was Nastasha's little sister and I kind of just like demonized her. Yeah, yeah, America's um, sweet. <laughs> yeah. And then the second EP, the art is made by our friend James Cox. Uh he's he is an amazing artist. Like like he just he did that, but like he does like these really insane oil paintings and like he's just insane. If anyone wants to check him out, it's James Cox Illustrations on Instagram. It's amazing. And then uh the acidic child the rat is was made by this guy uh who did our t-shirts with the burlesque dancer yep. and the little girl um uh hardison collins on instagram I'm looking at them as well now <laughs> i'm just just casually <laughs> scrolling through your instagram and then i our our poster of us as like witches it was made by someone else too um i have to look it up because mm. i don't know his name off the top of my head but he's actually making another poster for us, and it's it's so cool. It's like the Statue of Liberty with like tentacles coming out of it. It's weird, <laughs> but you'll see it. Okay, <laughs> I look forward to seeing that. I can see it. Yeah. The green, it's very green. The witch's one. Yeah, that uh, I love. That's jag, like so. Jag, jag, Jagasuri. J A. Yeah, maybe it's Yagasuri. <laughs> I'm a bit dyslexic as well, so that's that's just messing with my my brain. But yeah, that's an excellent one. I don't think I saw that one. Yeah, if you go through his Instagram, it's it's all so detailed. Like I don't know, I don't have the attention span for that. 
I yeah, um, my my artwork. I always look at other people's. And I'm like, oh, I wish I could do that much that much <laughs> yeah. detail. I always feel like mine's very basic. <laughs> I think for me, like art has always been even music. It's always been like a like a leisure thing or an, an emotional thing. So anytime I've actually had to like sit down and do like real work, after like thirty minutes, I'm like, oh. All right, what's next? What else can I do now? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to broaden my skills um, with, with what I do artwork-wise, trying to get out of my comfort zone. Nice. Yeah, I did some I did some artwork for uh, for a band called The Barstool Preachers. Uh, they okay. released uh, an EP that they recorded just before lockdown, and um, it was two songs. They were releasing it as an EP, but they wanted artwork for based on each song and then one for the name of the EP, and they've released it as merchandise and things. But it's a lot different to the stuff that I normally do. Oh, that's cool. Um, but it's really good. Uh, if I do say so myself, I'm happy with with what I did. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, it's Is been it on, on my Instagram, Instagram a few times, yeah. Cool, I see it. Oh, that's really awesome. What do you, Did you do that on your computer? or? Um, I tend to use a tablet like, now because I always found turning a pencil drawing into a digital was so much work that I would just give up. Yeah. So I found that I bought myself a tablet with a stylus and I draw directly on that. Oh, that's cool. The yes. the band together um, yeah. poster, Band-Aid Brigade, is yeah. that a, yeah. yeah, that's a band? They, I sent that art to our sister band. They're called Dirty Band-Aid. Oh, are they? <laughs> so I sent, I sent that to them and I was like, this should be your Black Lives Matter Dirty Band-Aid shirt. <laughs> Yeah, Bando Brigade are a band that were set up with. The, the, they're a bit of a like a like a super group of people that are in other um, like punk bands, but their album's very. It's got a mix of everything. They've got stuff that sounds like nice. ELO, and then they've got like disco songs. Nice, they, I love ELO. They do a they do a Randy Newman cover. Who did you know uh, Randy Newman? Who did all the Toy Story music? Um, oh that's cool it's a song that he did in the 70s and it's a lot different to the toy story things it's very um (laughs) it's very melancholy uh amazing though like really good album probably enjoy it and i did all the i did all their artwork as well but yeah i I hope that when people listen to this especially people in the uk that they'll check out your music because if you get more people listening to your music then you may come over here, um, which I think I. Oh, I would love to. Well, I think I, I think I on I think it was on your Facebook. I commented a long time ago saying like, "Come to the UK," and you were like, "Yeah, we're trying to build an audience over here first, but maybe one day." I was like, "Damn it!" <laughs> now, yeah, come here now, please. <laughs> no, I love it. I I went to I went to London when I was like ten, and then when I was eighteen, I did like a a Euro trip, okay. and I went to I went all over Ireland basically all over Scotland and then I only went to Liverpool um, because I felt like England was kind of expensive and I didn't really have that much money so like I ended up going to Morocco for like a like a few days or something because I was like I need to go somewhere cheap now otherwise I won't be able to get home (laughs) (laughs) well let's put it this way if 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 there was a choice of being in the UK or being in Morocco. I know where I would rather be personally. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was the cool part of being in like Ireland in the UK. Like when I was in Ireland, I started in Dublin and then like a three hour bus ride, I was in Galway, like the complete other side of, <laughs> of the fucking country. Like it was insane. And then I took a ferry to Scotland, a third, like I think it was like a three hour ferry or something. Mm-hmm. 
and Scotland, like Scotland and England too. Like I was just able to get around by bus and it never took more than half of my day. If you ever made it over, I would be very happy and I would be very happy to um, bring my camera along and take some photos too. <laughs> you know, I miss that as well. That's Here's a big hoping. thing. Like, check out Jigsaw Youth Band Instagram for all the links and things. Check out the Black Lives Matter t-shirt because... The funny part is that like, because... On on my dad's side, I have African in me because okay. my my parents are from Cuba, so a lot there's been like all these people that are making lists of like you know like black bands or black fronted bands, and sometimes we're on there, and I feel so bad having to message them and be like, hey, I'm not black, <laughs> <laughs> I am just like Spanish, <laughs> like I have I have black in me, and I don't want to not identify with that, but I. I also don't like I've been profiled by the police, mm -hmm. but I have never experienced anything near what black people experience. So I don't want to take that away from them. You know, it's one thing to uh, for someone to think that, but it's another thing for you to feel like you're taking something away because of them thinking that. Yeah. Like the most that's happened to me is like I get profiled, but like in because they think I'm Mexican or something, right. even though I don't really like. I mean, Mexicans can look like anything, but I feel like I wouldn't necessarily, like, just because I look Spanish doesn't mean I am mm. Mexican. Um, but I remember I was hanging out with, like, Nastasha and a bunch of our friends. We were going to go take pictures in the city, and we hopped the turnstile because fuck the MTA. We don't want to pay for that. <laughs> um, so we hop it. We run onto the train. And then, like, right as the train is about to leave, the cops, they stop the train just to get us off of it. And then, like, they get us off the train, and then these two, they're, like, our age, like, my age, which was so surprising to me, because I always feel like when I see, like, ignorant people my age, I'm just like, yo, like, what is happening? Um, but one of the, like, most surprising things was, like, the cops look, they look at everyone, and then they look at me, and they go, are you a U.S. citizen? It's <laughs> like, what? And like, of all people, she could be from Russia. Like, what are you talking mm. about? Like, why me? You know, no, I'm not. I'm Canadian. What do you want me to say? Like, sorry. <laughs> it's a strange situation, but I'm hoping that, not that it ends soon, but I'm hoping that these changes are made soon because I think if everyone stops doing what they're doing now, they've got that much pressure on. They don't want to, they don't want to stop. They need to put pressure on, on the governments and things. So hopefully it'll... No, this is, this is like, I think I've, I think we're living in like the best time in history. Like I, I'm a huge history fan and like, you know, like I took, this is how obsessed I am with like the UK, but I took Gaelic studies in high school. Okay. <laughs> and, and like, so I'm, I'm very much like a history nerd and I would rather live in like the ancient Gaelic times. But given that I live in the time of now, I feel so lucky. Like we, as humans have more freedom now than we've ever had in the history of human beings mm. except maybe when we were like neanderthals but still <laughs> yeah you don't want to be don't want to go back that far <laughs> yeah <laughs> so okay so i'm gonna let you go um thank you for being on the uh, on the episode maria it's been great like oh. i said go and listen to jigsaw youth um thank you thank you so much i really appreciate that's all right. more this. people need to yeah, I'm very much a uh, share the wealth musically. Like, Hell yeah. People. We're like musical commies. 
<laughs> people need to listen to to your music um, because it's great. And uh, like I say, go go to the go to the Instagram, look at the links, buy the T-shirts. Um, you know, do you have do you have any physical copies of your music, or is it all digital? It's all online, yeah. Because I don't actually know how to do physical copies. Yeah. <laughs> I think you have to like either go through a lady or like just spend a lot of money yeah we tried burning cds but sometimes it wouldn't even work in some people's cars so no. we just stopped doing Lame. that name fair enough well there you go just <laughs> go and buy shirts then buy as many shirts as yeah. you can um because <laughs> thank you when this all ends we need bands like jigsaw youth to thank be back you. in the scene um so yeah <laughs> thanks for being on thank you for having me And there we go. That's it. Hope you enjoyed that. Please, please, please check out Jigsaw Youth as a band. Check out their website, pick up their t-shirts, do whatever you can to support smaller bands. And before we go, let's just check in as it's been a few weeks. Uh, yes, it seems like the world is coming to an end. There are lots of crazy, crazy things happening. However, there's a lot of good things happening too. So now is a good time to educate yourself on things that are happening in the world, uh, the way that you can be a better person and how you can help others to hopefully steer them to be better people. It's always my inbox on Instagram. Zombie Teeth Clothing is always open if anyone's struggling because it is a very stressful and strange time at the moment. But we can keep our heads up. Let's keep going and I'll see you next time.